Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UPRN Radio Network, FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss everything and anything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, Jason I and Petro. And we have a special show tonight, so I'm glad you're all here. How special is it, Jenny? Oh, well, I just want to let you know that Halloween's almost here. The full moon just went away, and we're out of Mercury, uh, Mercury. retrograde. Yes, so it's going to well, be happy a cool Torture night. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, happy Torture Tuesday to y'all. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, and we're on TikTok now. And make sure you like and subscribe and comment tonight we have a special evening tonight we're going to be talking mediumships we're going to be talking ghosts we're going to be talking aliens we're going to be talking angels and demons but we're going to start right by saying thanks again for being here and make sure you comment we're on a lot of different networks tonight and last week and next week so we're on multiple platforms and i just want to let you know that we have a special guest here tonight um i've met her many years ago um when i was in my writing course at chatham university i interviewed her um oh my god it was probably back oh my god i'm gonna have to say 2000 2005 2007 Holy i was working crap. on my master's in professional long. writing yes almost 20 years yeah, yeah it was almost <laughs> yeah so um that's where i first met carol um she probably doesn't remember that <clears throat> but we have a special guest again. I'm going to tell you who she is, Carol Obley. So I'm just going to read a little bit about her um, her bio. Carol is an author. She's a medium. And her latest book, Embracing the Ties, I think that's it, The Bind. I'm not sure. She's written so many. But we're going to talk about spirit, soul-to-soul connections. And um, she has communicated with souls for years. And she's helped so many people. Get through the grieving process and she does private and public shows and also i just want to let you know um carol is going to be at nicasio fields in westmoreland county so all you local people she's going to be doing a um i think it's a group session and uh it's called an afternoon with spirits you can go to her website soulvision.net i believe so if i'm wrong carol you're gonna have to tell me but i'm gonna go ahead and bring you on right now um so ladies and gentlemen let's welcome carol obley to the show carol how are you hi carol hi carol. Hi, everybody <clears throat> hey yeah. carol uh, good to see yeah, you. my website is soul visions it's plural oh okay so we got soulvisions.net. Um, for the event that you mentioned, an afternoon with spirit, that's under events on there. And I'm really, really looking forward. I'm excited uh, for the event and to act as a conduit for the people who come with their loved ones. Yeah, we are really awesome. looking forward to it. So, Carol, wow. um, <laughs> before we get started, I just want to let I just want to let people know that. When you listen to her, if you have any questions or comments, please post them. And I want you to have an open mind when you listen to Carol and put all your, you know, skepticism on the sidebar for a little bit. Um, but you're more than welcome to um, post your questions and Carol can answer them. Um, Carol, tell us how you got started. I know we had you on the show many moons ago. I think when we, oh my God, maybe a couple years ago, we had you on one of our first shows, I believe. Yeah. So um, tell our listeners and anybody watching, how did you get started in this um, mediumship? 
Well, uh, through a catastrophic event, and that event was a fire, um, and that was way back in the 90s. I've been at this for almost 30 years. Uh, I've done, I've lost count, actually, probably, I think on my website, I have 14,000 readings. I've done many, many, many years of readings, both group and individual, and radio. Um, I've been on many Pittsburgh radio stations, uh, but currently, um, in addition to uh, podcasts like yours, I am also on with George Norrie um, on Coast to Coast AM. Oh, wow. Awesome. So I've been on there six times. I'll be on again November 10th um, with George Norrie. So um, I came onto the pathway that, you know, this is a pathway that you're called to. And if you are meant to do it, you will know it and the pathway will find you. And that's exactly what happened to me uh, after the fire that burned me out of the business that I was doing at that time. Um, I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. I just didn't know. I floundered around for about nine months. And then I got a phone call that really changed my life. And the phone call was from a friend of mine um, who very unfortunately uh, passed in a car accident on her way to my house. Um, uh, so it was very tragic how that occurred. But she she invited me to a metaphysical center in Irwin and um, small town, small center. And she said, you should come and check this out. And at the time I said, how is that going to help me get a job? I mean, I, you know, I, I need to get a job and find out what my life purpose is. So I put it off for a number of months and then she called me again and she said, you really should come to the center. <clears throat> so I, I, um, I got ready one Sunday morning and I went down and as soon as I stepped into the place, I knew I, I felt at home and I knew that's where I really belonged. Mm -hmm. Um, so I took a lot of classes on uh, particularly hands-on healing. I'm a Reiki master and was trained heavily in spiritual healing, which, which is a form of mediumship. And then I became very trained uh, in mediumship, both at Delphi University, which is near Atlanta, Georgia, and also uh, at Lilydale, New York, which is a spiritualist community. And uh, so just a synopsis of my pathway, everything has accelerated from that day forward. There's been many ups, there's been some downs. Um, to date, I've written four books. And by the way, my latest one is called Wisdom from the Spirit World. Um, that's about two years old. And um, so there's many, many... Uh, blessings that I've experienced being on this pathway and it's changed me to the point where I will never be the same person that I was before I began. Now, Carol, did you, when you were growing up, did you have anything that would spark that you thought maybe that you were different than other people? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> From the time I was a little kid, I was, very much interested in the paranormal. Um, 
I picked up books on UFOs uh, when I was like six or seven years old. My brother had books. Um, and I was very interested in things like the Bermuda Triangle, um, aliens, ghosts. Where do we go after we die? Um, one of the stories I tell in, in my, my book is when I was a little girl, I walked with my grandma, my dad's mom, through a graveyard. And it happened to be a Catholic uh, graveyard near her home. And they had photos on the tombstones. And um, I remember leaving my grandma, leaving her hand and walking over. And I looked at these photos Mm -hmm. And some of them were of children, you know, from the early 1900s and so forth. And I stood there and I can recall thinking, where are these, these children now? Where are these souls? Do they know that I'm standing here looking at their, at their tombstone? Um, and where do we go when, when we leave here? And so even at that young age, I was extremely curious and extremely interested in what lies beneath the surface. Most people would call that the occult. Occult mm -hmm. is not negative. It simply means hidden. So I was very into the occult, even when I was a child. And um, <clears throat> over the years, I've had very uh, strange, some very strange paranormal experiences. Uh, which are absolutely true. Uh, I'm actually a very grounded person. Mm -hmm. And these experiences that happened to me in which I literally saw spirit and saw ectoplasm, which is kind of a filmy white material, it resembles smoke, um, were so compelling and so real to me. Um, and, and that's just a, a portion of what I've experienced um, when I stepped onto this pathway. Ironically, when I was a little kid, I was terrified of death. In Wisdom from the Spirit World, I wrote about that when I went to my first grandparents' funeral. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't stand to even look at the body. It, um, it just looked like a wax figure to me. And I was very, very afraid. And every time I would close my eyes, I was a child. I was like 10 years old when my first grandpa past. Mm -hmm. And every time I would close my eyes after being to the funeral home, I would have that image um, of him lying there in the casket. And then especially his hands, because they look like just wax to me. And so death to me at that point was something really to be afraid of. And in my child mind, I didn't understand that the body is simply a vehicle for the soul. I didn't I didn't understand. I didn't have that concept. Um, so spiritually, since that time, uh, I have had many, many revelations through doing this work of the true nature of our soul and what we're doing here on the earth. So uh, I have a question. Um, when you were growing up, did you find that uh, was like family and friends supportive of you know, your path or did you find like, cause I know there's a lot of people out there who try to tell like, you know, their kids that spirits and ghosts aren't real and everything. And I feel like we're deterring a lot of um, like future mediums and 
you know, paranormal investigators away from it, you know, when they grow up in that atmosphere. So how did that work out for you during, you know, when you were a child? Um, it didn't. And nobody in my family, I felt very alone, particularly when I really started delving into metaphysics and um, mediumship and so forth. I felt really alone because no one in my biological family, um, to my knowledge, has <clears throat> a mediumistic ability. Although I do know that it's come down my, mo my mother's side uh, as far as sensitivity um, and, you know, just being able to be very spiritual. My ancestors were more religious than, um, than spiritual. Um, so I didn't really have any support. And I think that was the most difficult thing, Jay, to um, be feel very alone. And there was really nobody to ask, you know. Right. Um, I've read many books, many, many books of famous mediums like John Edward and um, <clears throat> others, you know, James Van Prague and so forth. And the ability kind of ran in their family. I think Van Prague was really um, derided for his ability. He, he was um, grew up in a strongly Catholic family. Um, I grew up in a Protestant family in which church was very, very important. And the word medium, the words medium and psychic were never mentioned in my family. In fact, my mother, uh, who has passed 19 years ago now, but she did not adhere to that at all. And my father was an engineer, so he was very logical. Right. Um, <clears throat> and my sibling, he was into UFOs and so forth and curious but he never really talked about mediumship. So it can be a lonely pathway. Uh, and sometimes we think like, why, you know, why am I on this pathway? Yeah. What, what am I supposed to be doing with this? Yeah. And that's why, you know, I've done many readings over the years for um, young people or, um, you know, the parents or grandparents of children who have psychic ability or mediumistic ability. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that they can get the support that they need. Yeah, most definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Cindy Riddle Moreland from Kentucky says, I keep my gift hidden. My DSD, whatever that is, was a minister. My great grandmother said I was born with a veil on my face. She said I was born to be a healer. Can you confirm? I think she was referring to dad, possibly as minister. The A and the S are next yeah, to each other on the probably. keyboard. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, usually these abilities, I'm not tuned in, you know, like usually when I'm doing readings and so forth, I'm very focused on that. But in the middle of an interview, I'm not. But my sense is that <clears throat> you are, um, particularly with these are abilities that you will never hear me use the word gifted. And the reason for that is because um, I, I believe that once ego enters this type of work, it can be totally destructive. Mm -hmm. There needs to be humility. There needs to be service to spirit or God. Um, and that has to come first. I think of the word gifted as putting somebody on a pedestal. Um, I don't want to be there. 
because the truth is I was born with a sensitivity like uh, the, like Cindy, um, but it also needs to be developed. So usually you will see something in your ancestral line that indicates um, that that ability has come down the line. You know, in the older days and even today, people were kind of afraid to talk about those things, you know, for shame or, you know, they were afraid of being ridiculed or perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, I myself have gotten, um, you know, some negative emails and comments uh, telling me I'm going to hell or, you know, it says in the Bible that you're not supposed to communicate with the dead and so forth. That's every ghost um, hunter out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. to me because this is about healing. It's not really entertainment. There are entertaining aspects to it, but it's really about helping people to heal, number one. And the second part of mediumship is to really awaken people to the magnitude of their own soul to really understand that they yeah. are an eternal being and that we will go on after we leave here. And that really eliminates fear. Yeah, I got some, um, when you said that ridiculed, um, posting it in our my own local Facebook page, like <laughs> our my, where I live, where we're gonna have the, um, the afternoon with spirit. Um, people were calling me, you know, saying it was demonic. And I mean, I don't know how it can be if it's a gift from God, how it can be demonic. And I don't even know why they even have the, the boldness to post that. I mean, well, you always run into folks like that. You'll have the yep. believers and the non believers, and then, you know, the ones that just got to throw, you know, their two cents in to stir the pot and everything else. Exactly. I personally think that they're just afraid of well, it, and yes, that's their only defense. Well, was a pastor. Well, I don't know why he took the well, time. You know, it's crazy. Uh, an uncle of mine, he knows a exorcist, like an ordained actual exorcist, and he's mm -hmm. into the paranormal stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's pretty interesting. You know, in my opinion, you know, see both sides there for pastors messaging you that you're going to burn and all this other stuff. But then it's like, meanwhile, I know an actual exorcist that is into it. Mm -hmm. So. It's, yeah. Well, the thing is, yes, um, you're absolutely correct. It does come from fear. Um, <clears throat> I, I wish some of the um, people who condemn mediumship would understand that there are, multiple examples of mediumship in the Christian Bible. The whole chapter of Revelation is mediumship. Oh, yeah, I would say so. The whole chapter. <laughs> it's about visions, clairvoyance. Yeah, they're it's prophecies. It's the same. And there are many prophets um, in the Bible. So um, this has nothing to do whatsoever with Satan, demons, um anything along that way, unless you consider that Satan comes with gifts of healing um, and reassurance and alleviation of grief and reminding us that we are an eternal being 
that we are spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the questions I've been asked in numerous interviews, have you ever connected or communicated with a negative entity? And the answer to that is no, because of the natural law of like attracts like. That is a natural law, meaning God's laws. So we only attract to us what we're emitting because that's the energy frequency that's going to be attracted to us. And because I do not entertain anything from the dark side at all, um, I rarely watch any of the paranormal television shows. Um, I think a lot of them are staged, a lot of them are fake. Um, I can tell you that because I was involved in a reality show at one point and it was not reality. (laughs) It was not. Um, So a lot of what people see on television also with mediumship, it's heavily edited. Nobody is going to be on a hundred percent. Yeah. Those are heavily, heavily edited for the wow moments, for the jaw dropping moments, for the crying. Um, So it's, I'm glad that mediumship is on television because it's exposing more people to the concept of mediumship, but it's also has led people to ask me questions like when you go into the grocery store, do you see spirits around people all the time? And when you go through a drive through window, you know, at Wendy's or something, are you, are you seeing spirits in the Dave answer? Thomas, you see him in the window. Is, no. um, you should not any any legitimate or genuine medium is not working twenty four seven. In fact, that's a good way to get sick or yeah. to burn out. You have to know how to turn the switch off. Oh yeah, it'll be just you know, emotionally, physically, mentally draining. I just know when we go on paranormal investigations. After a couple hours, we're just drained completely yes. from spirits using energy or just, you know, the the hype of it and everything else. So I could I can only imagine if you were doing that constantly, like you said, it would just wipe you out. Right. I couldn't imagine that. Now, I know for me, after a paranormal investigation, I get hungry whenever you do something, Carol, readings and stuff. Do you get hungry afterwards? I do. You do? I do. And the reason for that in my case is... Uh, mediumship actually uses some of the medium's energy and I mean life force energy. Um, and yeah, I could, sometimes I could sit down and eat a three course meal. Um, when I do groups, Uh, groups are usually two hours of solid mediumship along with a little guided spiritual meditation at the beginning, which I'll be doing at Nicasio fields. Um, so it does use some of the energy of the medium. You have to be physically fit, you have to be emotionally fit, and you have to be spiritually fit to do this work. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that you have to, because um, I know a lot of people, I know like Edgar Casey when he would do his readings, he would be totally like exhausted. And sometimes he would actually get um, whatever that person had for like, I don't know if it's like for how long it lasted. Sometimes it lasted for 10 minutes. Some days it lasted for one day or two. Did you ever have that problem if you were doing a reading on somebody who was sick? Um, no, uh, because I, I, I know how to establish really healthy boundaries. 
Um, Casey was, I, that's a man that I've done many, many studies on. In fact, when I've been on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, we've talked about Edgar Casey because he's probably the most famous medium, uh, mm-hmm. American psychic. Uh, there are many others, but <clears throat> Casey was actually doing um, trance medium show, which means he left his body, his, mm-hmm. his soul, his consciousness exited his body. And these um, spirit entities, uh, one of which spoke in biblical terms, which if anyone has read Casey's readings, they're Mm -hmm. rather difficult. They're kind of difficult to understand because they're written in a biblical uh, language. And what Casey did was when he exited his body, he actually traveled to the Akashic files uh, or Akashic records. That's something in my books I've written mm-hmm. a lot about. Uh, the Akashic files are the soul's book of life. It, Casey called them the book of God's book of remembrance. And they contain everything that the soul has done since the beginning of time. Yeah. It's like a giant tape recorder. And all past prior incarnations, uh, every word you've spoken, I mean, this interview will be part of my Akashic file, you know. Um, so Casey, that's how he was able to um, tune in to anybody. And he mm-hmm. never met people. I mean, this was during the 20s and 30s. He was doing his reading, 1920s, 1930s. Mm-hmm. He would have a name and he would simply go and retrieve that person's um, Akashic file. And he was able to diagnose. He got scads and scads of letters in those days. I mean, didn't even have telephone, certainly, you know, not tape recorders, no internet. So people would write to him and he healed. He helped heal many, many people. We have a question from Ren. Um, Do you have a spirit guide? Yes. Everybody, every human being has spirit guidance available to them, as well as angelic uh, connection, as well as connection with the ascended masters, uh, the saints. They are sort of multidimensional. They can work with many people at the same time. Spirit guides are based on, there are many different groups of spirit guides. This is another topic I've written extensively about in my books. And um, the guides are in groups based on what their specialty is. For example, uh, there there are groups of guides who are primarily teachers. There are groups who are healers. Um, There are groups who work with science. And it, the connection between us and um, the guides is sort of predetermined before we come here. And that's in these things called blueprints. I've written extensively about them as well. And the blueprints are um, the soul's plan for the, the lifetime that is upcoming when that soul will incarnate into the body of a small infant. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Um, Cindy, does anyone ring? I'm thinking, I think she means, is, does anyone have a ringing in their ear that's deafening? 
Not me. I have tinnitus. I do, but I don't know if it has anything to do with spirit. Well, I can tell you that I have had um, all sorts of bizarre things happen with my hearing ever since I was many years ago, like 30 years ago, um, when I was attuned to Reiki, which is uh, mm -hmm. a Japanese modality, hands-on healing. And as soon as I got that attunement, they're called attunements, and I am a level three, I'm a, a Reiki master, um, I, my ears started ringing and um, they still ring today. There's nothing whatsoever wrong with my hearing. Um, I hear tones. I will, I will get shifting that goes on. Uh, sometimes it will really intensify when I'm doing readings. So my theory on it is that it's the um, transmission of energy um, from the spirit world. Um, Carol, about uh, uh, Reiki, okay. Um, now, I know there goes to a lot of studying into that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I had a friend that, I did have a friend that had started off at Reiki in June, and by August, she was a master three. Was that possible? to go that quick oh it's entirely possible but i i definitely would not recommend it because just as a, a medium that's speaking like me i mean when i do readings that's a conduit a communication vessel for non-physical souls um universal life energy which is what reiki means it's a chat those are it's a Japanese term. Um, the, the vessel is that person that is transmitting that energy. So there needs to be a clearing out of that individual and sort of a cleanse. Uh, they talk about a 21 day cleanse after you get each attunement. And it could be emotional cleansing. It could be physical. Um, I've heard of people that you know, get sick or, you know, have different things come up for them. With me, I had a very peculiar thing happen. Um, I believe it's when I became the Re uh, Reiki master. During that attunement with the master who was passing that along to me, I had water just like pouring out of my hands at the, the chakra or the energy centers in the palms of my hands. And I thought, this is really strange. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, it wasn't like a fountain or anything, but clearly there was water coming out of my hands. Um, so I wouldn't recommend doing Reiki attunements that quickly. There needs to be sort of an acclimation to being the vessel. And it's just like mediumship. I, I've, you know, um, I'm, I've been dismayed in the past decade uh, with how many people I have seen that are claiming to be mediums. Um, and this work takes years and years to uh, of perfection, of training, of sitting in sessions, sitting in development, 
to be able to give accurate readings to people. It's not something that you can go to a weekend workshop and then you hang out a sign that says I'm a professional medium. Um, I see everybody using that term now. And I can tell you that it takes a long time to really be um, confident in that what you're perceiving is not coming from your own thoughts. Um, and to there has to be an attunement created between the spirit guides who are working with you and with the medium and with the spirit guides. And there has to be a raising of the consciousness spiritually of the medium. So what, what do you, you think of, when... okay, go ahead. You can go. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate <laughs> it. Torture Tuesday. Uh, I was just wondering with all your years of experience and expertise as a medium, uh, what would you say is your most like compelling, like uh, session you've had or, you know, communication because I'm sure a lot of people are interested, you know, to hear like a story you might have be like, wow, this would, this is just, wow. We've yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many. Um, one that comes to mind and actually it's a story out of my second book. I'm still with you. True stories of healing grief through spirit communication. Um, I've done a lot of readings for people who have lost children. And um, that was the case in this particular uh situation um it was a 21 year old uh guy who was killed in the car wreck and um his parents and his sister came for a family session this is many years ago um and he came through like a gangbuster he provided so much evidentiary material things that i would never know i don't ask any questions of people before I read for them. The only thing I say is, do you want mediumship or do you have life guidance? Because I do a lot of life guidance with people as well as mediumship. I'm also extremely studied in astrology and, and I read natal charts and karmic astrology charts too. Um, in this particular reading that I did, this young man not only talked about the circumstances of, of his passing, he, he named the individual who happened to be actually tragically one of his friends who came upon this accident he came upon the accident uh that this young man passed over from and the first name of this guy came through of the friend um there were numerous numerous things if anyone's interested um all of that is is in my book not none of my books are embellished um, that they are true and accurate as far as what has happened. Um, and the one interesting thing that happened with this guy, well, actually there were two very strange things. I had been burning incense <clears throat> prior to this family coming and I put the incense out before they arrived. Cause I didn't want to overpower anybody with, you know, the smell. And I even checked the incense stick, you know, on my finger to make sure it wasn't burning. It wasn't hot. I looked at it. No smoke is coming out. So I put it out. After, during the reading, during the, near the end of the reading, the mother says to me, she, and this incense stick was behind me on a table behind me. And she goes, oh my gosh, that there's smoke coming up from there. 
And I turned and looked and the incense had reignited. Now, the reason that that is significant is because this young guy, their son and their brother, had produced many physical phenomena uh, to let his family know he was around. Uh, he would play with the television set. They would get a blue screen and strange, you know, designs on the television set. Um, he left on the anniversary of his passing. He left a very strange message on the family's answering machine. Oh, that's good. And that it was on the yeah. anniversary of his passing. So, uh, I mean, there was just so much physical evidence from this guy, as well as mental telepathy that he transmitted to me that was given during this reading. So that one stands out. Um, and there are so many others. Um, many times before I do groups, I will sit and I will have a piece of paper, not knowing anything about who is going to be present at that group. And sometimes I will sit and say, is there um, some souls who want to come to me prior to the group? And I will sit there with a pen and paper and write down evidentiary material. And then I put that in my purse and I take it to the group. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it connects with someone there. And I'm not talking about general information. I'm talking about very, very specific information. And um, yes, many examples of that. Sometimes when I'm going to sleep at night, I will have an, uh, a soul come through to me then and they'll tell me information. Wow. And then, you know, the next day I realize, oh, this soul is going to this person that I didn't even know, you know, on the next day. So that's just a, a small sample of things that are, are true that, that have happened to me. Carol, have you ever seen like a vision of someone that looks like you're actually seeing the person? I mean, like physical form? Um, no, I have not had that happen. It's almost all been through clairvoyance, which mm -hmm. is seeing through the third eye or the brow chakra. Energy chakra just means a spinning wheel. And we all have these. There are seven of them. Um, but I have seen ectoplasm, um, you know, this filmy material. Mm -hmm. And I've also, uh, I have seen a shadow person, um, you know, those kind of dark figures. Uh, we call them um, on camera. Yeah, those are, uh, that happened in, these were two different houses that I lived in. Mm -hmm. And I had those experiences happen. What do you, what would you do? What, what do you feel about people who claim that they actually see the physical person sitting on the foot of their bed? I believe them. You believe them? Because it, it really depends. It's just that it hasn't happened for me in that way. But the clairvoyance, um, and it's, it took me many, many years to really open up these upper uh, chakra mm -hmm. 
particularly with clairvoyance, um, reading after reading after reading and energy work that I had done uh, to open up even further. So spirit wants us to know and loved ones want us to know I really didn't go anywhere. I'm right here with you. The bond of love is indestructible through death. Absolutely indestructible. It is forever. It is eternal. And relationships are forever as well. Have you ever okay. have do a session with somebody to where it was so tragic that you had to stop in the middle of the reading for the person? The claim to get yes. you back. Well, I didn't stop, but there was a woman who came one time who had lost two children in a house fire. And, um, and she was a relatively young woman. And I, I, it was just, I don't know how she was sitting there. Um, that was one, another thing that really gets to me are um, people who, you know, I, there's so much of this now. I've been doing so many readings for people who have lost a, uh, a loved one through a fentanyl overdose. Um, <clears throat> it's so rampant now. And the people, the people are heartbroken. I've also, another difficult one is when people who have lost somebody to suicide. I, I do not believe, I, I don't know how people ever cope with, I, I don't think I could. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty strong person, but I would imagine that you have post-traumatic stress and all sorts of things. I have a tremendous compassion for people who suffer those kind of losses. And I, I'm very honest and genuine about what mediumship can do and what it can't do. It is another tool in the toolbox of healing. So is counseling, so is prayer, so is writing, you know, journaling. Um, that mediumship is just one tool in the toolbox. It's not a cure-all. <clears throat> we have a few more minutes with Carol. So if you have a um, question, please post it in the chat. She's only here I till 10. I think Christine Marie says, how do you connect with your spirit guides? Oh, um, very good question. The number one way that you can connect with them is through meditation. And I don't mean a long, you know, sitting in a lotus position type of meditation. I'm talking about stillness, focusing on your breath. It's called mindfulness and going above the transcending the rational mind. It's sort of the same technique that I use when I do readings. Um, you know, we have this rational mind and we need the rational mind. It's, you know, you don't want to get rid of that, but there's also that part of you that is the soul. And that's the eternal part of you. When you connect with that soul through meditate, your own soul through meditation, that is when you will feel an expansiveness and you will, um, it might take some practice to be able to connect with spirit guides. Uh, one of the things that I teach, I do a lot of teaching um, 
I've done, you know, I do Zoom webinars with teaching. I do mediumship development and all of that. One of the things that I tell people is to ask your spirit guides for a calling card, you know, just like a business card. And, but it will be something that you will be able to recognize. You know, say, for example, um, I, I'll use my own life. Um, I have a Hindu uh, gentleman who is a spirit guide and he always appears to me wearing white and he has the you know the, the cloth on his head and so forth when he used to come around I would smell Nag Champa incense which is an Indian incense that doesn't happen anymore I just see him you know I'll, I'll just see him um, you can ask for a sensation in your physical body um, maybe sort of like a tingling about the head or shoulders. Uh, that can also happen with uh, deceased loved ones that you perceive them in that way too. Um, so sometimes the spirit guides, you know, we can just feel that they're there. Um, you know, we don't necessarily always have to see them, but the best way to do that is through raising your own frequency, raising your own um, spiritual awareness. Thank you. Cindy wants to know where can we get your contact information? Um, you can contact me through my website. That's soulvisions, and that's plural, .net. I also have a professional Facebook page, and it's facebook.com backslash soulmedium, S-O-U-L plus the word medium. And there I post every single event that I do. I post, um, you know, all my workshops, I post about coast to coast, um, you know, different podcasts that I, that I do. Uh, so those are the two main ways that you can get a hold of me. All of my books are also uh, on Amazon and Kindle. Thank you. Yeah, and do, yes, don't forget October 23rd at Nicasio Fields in Westmoreland County. She'll be there. You can get your ticket on her website at the events tab. I'm so excited. So am I'm I. so excited about coming to that. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. I, I know from yeah. the outside, it's beautiful. I'm sure it's just as beautiful on the oh, inside. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Am I hearing motorcycles yeah. or something? Yeah, you <laughs> are. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, one too. went down one went down the street. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah, I'm hoping for a over. nice day that we can do it outside, but if it's not, we'll just do it inside. Sunday the twenty third, right? That's a Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, you can get tickets on her website. Um yeah, we're not you're not taking any uh, at the door, right? Um or are you? I haven't thought about that, um, but we can, we can. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Uh, I've had a decent amount of people sign up already. Um, unfortunately, I can never guarantee a reading because I don't mm -hmm. control it. I surrender to yeah. the spirit world. I absolutely, the, the hardest part of my work is, um, coping with people's expectations because I, I feel, I mean, I'm a human being. I feel, I feel badly. I, I can't get to everybody. 
you know, in a, in a, in a, in a group. But there is synchronicity, which is meaningful coincidence that operates within a group setting. Meaning, no matter how small the group or no matter how large it is, one of the things I've experienced is that there's synchronistic communication that will come through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my readings contain a lot of names, memories, circumstances, validating information, things that I absolutely would have no way of knowing. Uh, about the recipient of the reading and sometimes believe it or not as specific as that gets uh, there's another individual there and they'll go wow that sounds like my family or you know the names are the same the passing conditions of those people are the same so there's healing that is going on for that entire group Mm -hmm. Um, there's actually an energy that's created a positive uplifting energy that's created within that mediumistic field. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for being on, Carol. Yeah, it's always good lot. to it's see you. Um, and... Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Hope to have and you on again, bud. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back. Thank you. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep you, but we remember if you're in the local um pittsburgh area she's at uh, nicasio fields october 23rd check it out on her website thanks again carol for being with thank us you, I carol appreciate for joining it. thank you carol on chasing prophecy okay <laughs> have a good night oh that was great yeah it yeah, was. That was real that was a good that was informative yeah. she is so nice she really is you know yeah really i'm glad is, i ran into her <laughs> is the point that uh you know where she says that she lets it happen. Like trying to meet expectations is almost impossible because you know, a lot, there's probably a lot out there that will just Mm -hmm. start like kind of read off of you and just throw stuff out there and make you think what you want to hear. But I like how, you know, she just lets it happen. And when it happens, that's the, what what it is. It seems to be a lot more authentic and, you know, definitely respectable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad I ran into her. Yes, yes. Did but uh, let, let me ask you, you were talking before we went on about, what was that dude's name from Chicago, whatever? Uh, what are you talking about? You know, our... our um, Scruff McGruff? Yeah. Are you talking about, who were you talking to, Jason? No, you. You, um, Jenny. Are you you know the guest that we had last <laughs> week? That was oh, like Margie Kay. Yeah. And who was her boyfriend? Her boyfriend? You know the, you know the dude. Oh, that's the oh, oh, Thor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I missed last week, so I. Yeah. I um, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fix my camera. I don't know what the heck's going on. It just totally dropped. I think there's demons in here. Um. Torture Tuesday Gremlins. Valent Thor. Yes. Yes, I want to hear talk what you him. find out. I want to hear what you find out. Yeah, let me try to figure out why my camera had just dropped on me. It's not my camera. It's my um. There you go. That's my, better. That's it's better. My, it's my compute. My my um. Oh geez, I need to go back to bed. Um, my monitor. I like I said, I'm using two different cameras, two different um. But I only monitors. see one camera angle. Yeah. Well. It's goofy. It well, there's a camera on this one. I'm looking at it's weird. 
I see two different people. Okay, two different things. Whatever. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and share that with you if I can find it on here. Um, Valiant um, Thor. He's uh, there's a book um, that you can get on Amazon and read all about him. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's uh, here. It is stranger stranger at the Pentagon. So let me um, I'll show this to you. He apparently um, visited Dwight Eisenhower. Is that his, is that his name? Eisenhower. 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 Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, he visited. <laughs> well, this is what happened. I'm trying to, I can't talk and um, try to share because I'm We've not noticed. even see. Wait, there is no share. What happened to the share? Uh -oh. I don't know. So he met Dwight D. Eisenhower. There it is. Huh? Yeah. Uh, he crash landed in Virginia, supposedly. Here is the, um, can you see that? Can you see it? This yeah, is Stranger at the Pentagon. So I read that. Now, it says that he, this UFO crash landed in Virginia. Okay during the uh, Eisenhower term and Richard Nixon was the vice president and he demanded when they, the authorities, this is what kind of got me off. Kind of didn't make no sense. Okay. The police showed up and he went up to the police. I mean, you figure this UFO crashed, well, didn't crash. It landed in Virginia in the outskirts somewhere in like the countryside. And the police wasn't the FBI, wasn't anybody from the military. He he said he wants to see the president of the United States. Now, the police took him to the White House, and this is where it gets a little. Yeah, okay, oh. right, okay, right. The police took him to the White House. Okay, oh. there we go. Now, first of all, there'd be a big security thing. I don't think that would even happen, but. He goes in, he demands to see the president. And of course, Dwight was all up into it. That's what it says in the book, doctor, whatever his name is, the stranger. The guy that wrote the book, Frank Strange, a PhD, said. So he goes and he talks. Yeah, he talks to the um he talks to the president. And he tells him it was during the Cold War, I guess. Um, the reason why he was there was to stop any kind of uh, nuclear, you know, catastrophe uh, again. I guess because the one, the bomb that dropped in, um, where, was, where was that? Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Oh, and yeah. his mission was to spread love and peace throughout the universe. Okay. Now, Margie said that she talks to this guy. Now... It's so silly. I try not to, I'm trying to be positive and think, well, maybe there is a, you know, I'm going to try to communicate with this about Valiant Thor. So Saturday night, was it Saturday? Oh, I think boy. it was Saturday. I watched American Horror Story and he was on it. The last couple episodes. I thought you were there. 
<laughs> okay, Valiant Thor was there. Not only was he there, but apparently he went to Area 54. Is it? Yeah, Area 51. Excuse me. 51. Where is Area 54? There is one, actually. So in the in the story, American Horror Story, that there's a underground facility and they've been abducting people. Now, Valiant Thor happened to be there on American Horror Story. But according to the book, this is where it gets a little weird. Margie said that this was an alien from Venus, their visions, okay? And they lived underground, okay? Apparently, a lot of other planets, they live underground. So I'm like, why, do, why is Earth the only one that they don't live underground? So that was what one of my things I was I was thinking about when I watched this and read this. Now, he's supposed to spread love and peace. Okay, I can see that. American Horror Store, he wasn't. Apparently, the the alien race made a treaty with Dwight. Who knows? Maybe it is true. I don't know. That they would allow so many people abducted every year for technology like the microwave the cell phones any kind of mris image all this advanced because if you think about it, they said how could we even in the even in the book it said how could we advance so much so much technology in such a short time because what is it when was dwight and what year was that sean when he was president 1963 62 i'll find out now it was around yeah, Kennedy because he told it was around the Kennedy assassination because he told Val Thor told told um this strange guy that Kennedy was gonna be assassinated. Was it sixty three? Uh let me see. Uh, listen. <clears throat> uh yeah. No, January twentieth, nineteen fifty three. Okay. January no, he twentieth, nineteen sixty. Okay. Now Val Thor told Dwight Eisenhower that um, Kennedy was going to be assassinated if he becomes president of the United States. Ugh. Yeah, but how many folks, you know, crazy people out there say that same thing about every president that gets in mm. there? I don't know, but on the um, it was funny on American Horror Story. He looked so much like that. The real. Thor. Now, as you read look, look, when you go deeper into the book, it turns out. Now, this is where I believe that it might be true, because <laughs> my theory is on same with John Ventures. That's why John, John, if you're listening, if I doubt it, should hop on. <laughs> um, aliens and demons are the same. There oh, are some man. no there he said oh, he wasn't an alien. He came out and told the author or person who wrote the book that he was an angel. Okay. And he was working with God and Jesus Christ. And he was coming to tell them he was an archangel and he was coming to tell them that they can't do they're gonna have to don't do be careful what you're doing. If there's these bombs that they're nuclear bombs, they're, they're going to destroy the human race. And I got to thinking, 
Well, you know, with Putin and all this crazy stuff um, about Biden said that we're going to have the apocalypse because there's a bomb. You know, the, he's going to blow everybody up. Oh, maybe Val Thor, maybe Val Thor is going to get in contact with Marjorie K and tell her, you know, we can't be doing the bombs. I, I, I see that happening. I just no, it was vision. really, it was interesting because this Val Thor is everywhere and there are pictures of him and he was at Congress. So... I, I don't know. You should if you have money, you cut this blow on something, or you can get the audio book. Well, who's the author? See, so he lost me when he he said it's right here. I the White House to see the president. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I was a little. Can you see that? Let me see. Like, my go ahead, Jenny. Bigger. Walk into the White House to talk to the president. I'm about to oh my god! Presents. Tell me what happens. That, Wait, can, can you the see the guy's it? last name is um, Stranges. Frank Stranges. Strangers, yeah. think about it. Strangers? No, I, I don't know. I have. A it has a lot of good. It has a lot of good um, reviews on it, and it's it's a very interesting book. And he's the Valiant Thor. He was a real person that that has appeared to not one but like seventy different people across the nation. And you can even there's a you can follow him too. <laughs> there he is right there. Now these are some books. Um, this one is a good one too. Fantastic being that there, there's so many people have written about this guy. Um, I, so it's not just like meet this guy in order. Yeah, to there's there. Yeah, there's people. Yeah, the the book in this book he actually talked to the person. He this person he looks familiar. I don't know about you guys. I think he looks. Or is he, he looks just like your typical story to make you believe he did. Thank you, Jay. That's... He looks like your total. Um, he looks like a newscaster from the fifties, you know, or like a greaser. movie star, like Clark. Ka yeah, Ka yeah, he looks like a um, very, very handsome man. Um, mm -hmm. But he's spreading love and peace, and that's okay. why a lot of people think he's. Um, well, that's why he said he was an he wasn't an alien. He was a um, angel, and according to a number of ufologists. Um, there's so many different species of aliens. There are the really bad ones, the reptilians, and that was on Mer American American Horror Story too. And they said that there was somebody Henry Kissinger was a reptilian on American Horror Show, and his little tongue was got it came and his eyes would you know turn Sounds over. Like Jenny, the, Can you show us again, please. I, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, it was interesting so if you get a chance and if you have nothing to do go on to fx and watch it there was like the last three episodes of american horror story last season wow. it was weird but you know it made me think that was very interesting i mean i was very uh, interested in this and i i think i'll go back and read another one because maybe Mar margie really actually talks to this guy i don't know well, why don't we try to hook up with him? Well, you know, I thought yeah, about that because I thought you could actually meditate and you could bring him in. Okay. And, you know, maybe well, why do don't we, like... you know, we should get a medium on here that can try and contact him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be. That would well, be I'd like Margie to come back on and to actually do it. She said she talks to him. Why can't she go into a meditative state and start talking to him on the show well true she said he he 
in but the then book, how do we know that this that the whoever it is is actually talking to him? Or I don't know. In the book, we don't he, know. The guy was driving and he appeared in the back seat. Oh my god! Somebody had too much to drink. Is what it sounds like to me. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. he was on a long drive out in the middle of freaking Nebraska. Yeah, when I'm on the road be. for like ten or twelve hours straight, yeah. I start to see stuff too. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not bashing any of what she thinks. I mean, I'm just saying that if she can has that ability, why doesn't she do it on the live show? You know. That's a good point. That's a good point. You should ask her about yeah, that. Man. Yeah, we'll just take this commercial break and thank Carnation for that delicious morning breakfast essentials. And thank you for sponsoring the second half of Chasing Prophecy. And if you think you'd be a good guest for the show, please give us a holler. Jenny loves that. Yeah, I know um, she does. (laughs) I like, I know, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So... Back to the show, folks. So if you have any comments for Jason and Sean and myself, please post them in the chat. So for the last bit of this second hour, I just want to say yes. Halloween is almost here. Yep. Remember uh, remember last year's show? Yeah. Dressed up. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, Jay, you were the best. That was the <laughs> yes, best you were. costume ever. <laughs> With my blonde hair, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. gone, honey. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A Ten way. pounds lighter and now I'm dark hair. Yeah, what's life for you, folks? So, what what was your Jen? What was your favorite activity to do on Halloween when you were young, besides getting candy? Well, that kind of defeats the purpose, there, Pap. Well, dressing up, <laughs> dressing up. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. Did you like but, go all over the place and No, and just in my neighborhood. Just oh, my God. neighborhood. How about you, yeah. Jay? Did you go out with two pillowcases? <sighs> well, I have a Well, first when I was growing up as a youngster, uh my favorite part of Halloween was actually going to the haunted houses locally. Oh, uh, oh there God. Were, there was a lot oh, yeah, back that in was the nineties. Uh there was you know, around uh, Bethel Park, there was the Haunted Yard. Uh, Castle Shannon, there was the uh, Haunted School. There was Hundred Acres Manor or Phantom. I, I forget what it was called back then. Uh, you know, so I remember, like, my dad, we'd go. We'd hit up two or three of them in one night, you know, and that was awesome. You know, you get scared as a kid. and uh, But uh, going back to, like, your pillowcases there, uh, see, once I got my driver's license at 16, I figured, hey, I'm still young enough to go trick-or-treating, right? Right? Shoot, I went so, trick-or-treating with my husband. We so I remember in one year, me and my brother, we drove around. We'd, I'd park. We'd hit the whole street, get back in the car, go to the next street. Oh, we had so much candy. That's probably why I got to beat us now. Thank you, Halloween. <laughs> um, for me, uh, my cousins, they, my cousin lived in uh, Mount Oliver. So they would have their trick-or-treat during the afternoon. And then we would come over and do our um, trick-or-treating here in Dormont. I tell you what, even to this day, we get over 150 kids that come. Oh, wow. Uh, we don't get Dormont. anybody. Uh, Holly has a question for Jason. Oh, Why do you always wear sunglasses on the show? 
Oh, I well, can tell you that. Because he's sometimes. doing stuff he's not supposed to be doing, like checking his vet, his uh, TikTok account, Facebook, TikTok, Messenger. I don't even have TikTok. Well, you <laughs> see, I work a lot of hours and I get up really, really early and uh, sometimes need a quick siesta and, you know, just want to blend in with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. It depends. <laughs> it depends if we... Oh, oh wow. Depends on okay, what time we're... I got up that morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Dan Aykroyd is a big UFO guy. And on TikTok, I can't find the TikTok. I can't get into my TikTok. But he said in 1984, he had this incredible urge to go outside and look at the sky. He told his wife he doesn't know what's wrong with him, but he wants something keeps telling him to go outside and look at the sky. Well, apparently the next day, it was all over in the news. Thunders, thousands of people went outside and looked up at the sky for the same, they had the same thing happen. And what they saw was a pink vortex. Oh. So has anybody out there or you guys <laughs> have heard of that? No, I have not heard of a Was pink he using vortex. his powers of the conehead to see <laughs> yeah, the I vortex? Don't... But when vortex. you Google 1984 vortex... I wasn't even people. around yet. Well, <laughs> I was. I was a uh, year before I got married. I wasn't even conceived till 1985. 1984. Aww. I was uh, in the Black Sea. The Black Sea. Yep, up near. I think it's the Black Sea, but one out there, but near close to Russia. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what is a black? What is a pink or vortex? What is it? Has anybody ever heard of it? No, look it up. It's pink, maybe, I guess. I yeah. Well, yeah, but it was actual. It's sort of like the uh, Northern Lights. I guess it would be something like that. Well, where was he at? I mean. He was in Upper was... Upper um, New York. So I'm going to Google that and see if any if there's any Is it possible on it? that you know, it could have been one of those, uh, you know, like Sean was talking about the Northern Lights or whatever. Certain times of year are very rare. You can see that in other parts of the world. You know, could it have been, you know, uh, the northern lights? So they're not. They're not pink. Now or, I just or, you googled know, it. Could it have been uh, the whole red sky at night sailor? Okay, here we go. Deal where you know the sun setting and maybe it was a tornado. Maybe, just, <laughs> maybe, but it was in the middle of the night, so it's like. What's the chance of that happening? But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share this with you guys because uh, apparently it did happen. Okay, strange sights brighten the night skies in upstate New York. Although you have to subscribe to the stupid article. Yeah, all of a sudden a cop bursts in yelling, the UFO's here, the UFO's here, said Peter Brandenburg, a 43-year-old real estate developer. Everyone jumped out and drilled it out. They went flying down the stairs to see the thing, just staring at it. Wow. And supposedly, I'm trying to think how many people actually saw this. It was V-shaped or circle, but the size of a football field, absolutely noiseless, outlined in brilliant lights of red or green. Well, I this? thought he said it was 84? a pink vortex. Yeah, at night. Now, yeah. Is this at a uh, like a house party in the eighties? 
No, I'm sure no, they've they, seen all no. kinds of things. <laughs> Nothing like the seventy house parties, buddy. Apparently, this happened more than once in upper st- upper state New York. We'll set a house parties, but well, so. you know what? Um, that missing four one one. There's a lot of the people vanishing, but there's also a ton of UFO activity um, in upstate New York. A lot. It must be a um, a hot spot. But actually, telepathically told people to go outside and look at it, which is pretty cool. No, hmm. would I go outside? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you sort would. Sort of like, sort of like the mood. And we're getting back to when John's here. We're going to do a, a show about the um, UFOs over. Um, was it the White House and? was that i don't know if you guys ever read about that one i've heard of it i didn't read about it and that was Was that back in 84 it was in the 40s the 40s i think maybe john 1952 19 if you go to wikipedia i'm not sure if he's on every two weeks sometimes we're talking about ufos next week I'm not sure. Well, I don't have a guest yet, but July 12th to the 29th, 1952, a series of unidentified flying objects were reported in Washington, D.C. Later became known as the Washington Flap. The Washington hmm. National Airport sightings or the invasion of Washington. So this is something that they made. It went into Wikipedia. So it's like, it's happened. So, but no one really talks about it. Nah, I mean, that should be see some better concrete evidence on these yes. UFOs. Well, you know, here we go. Especially, especially with nowadays with all the technology, why do we just still have crappy? Exactly. You know, well, this is they, this was sh- people seeing this all over the place, and it was even air traffic controllers. Uh, oh my okay. god, they they, they spotted it on seven seven um, flying saucers above the White House. It was spotted on radar, but no okay. one ever talks about it. Is it possible this is the same time. Beam... No, it... they didn't have that back in. Nice children. <laughs> this was the same time the Valiant Thor was there. Nineteen oh fifty-two. So maybe what? Maybe they are, and they he did say that they were. There's tons of them. The sky. He did say that they were all circulating the United States and the Russia and everywhere. But why did he go to Russia? If they were so concerned about the Cold War, why did he come to, to get him? Why do you want to talk? <laughs> we have to get him on the show and ask him that question. You gotta bring him. Yeah. Well, this is crazy because this particular there was like at three AM shortly before two United States Air Force F ninety five star fired jets fighters. They even were they arrived over Washington to, to shoot these guys down. But they didn't shoot them down. They just disappeared. Come on. Then a hologram? Did they have holograms back then? I don't think they had that technology back then. I mean, this was this is a three a.m. in the. This was there very early. There's a t- there's a couple different. There's one at eleven forty. There was one at three a.m. There was one. Okay, the sighting of July nineteenth through the twentieth made front page headlines in newspapers around the nation. Okay. So why did they quit talking about it? 
Why? Because people are like goldfish were interested for about three seconds and then move on to the next. And yes. then July 26th to the 27th at 8.15 p.m. Saturday, July 26, 1952. Now, this is all around, this is all around Roswell's crafts, 1947. So this, this, I think maybe this is all true. And it goes back to Valiant Thor. <laughs> Bring them on. Bring them on, Jen. Yes, if if you have to get like a whole circle of mediums and combine our powers and pull them in, so he has no yeah. choice. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do, do try it. to do that. The do sighting it. of July twenty sixth through the twenty seventh also made front page news <laughs> and led if, uh... President Harry Truman to have his Air Force <laughs> aide, yes, what they called called Rublet, and asked for an explanation of the sightings and unknown radar returns. What do you? So uh... It just crossed my mind. What do you think would happen as we were talking about psychics there for a second? What do you think would happen if we had a whole panel full of psychics and had them give each other readings? Oh, that'd be crazy, dude. <laughs> do you know how do you know how many the egos... Tuesday the Tuesday torture gremlins would oh be in God. full swing? Dude, if we had like we did with that UFO panel, we had a bunch of mediums and <laughs> that was crazy. People, that I'm telling you, man. And then get one person to, to like play their psychic to see if the other ones could figure out who, like guess who. Well, it's when like, I who, when, who, when I that'd be amazing. Who was the one that tried to guess the color of your eyes? You remember that? Who oh, was that was a couple weeks ago. That was bad. Oh, I can't remember. That was. Oh, that was with that girl who talks to Val all the time, man. Yeah, that was Margie. Yeah, Margie. Jason, you were here yeah. when we talked to him. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Torture Tuesday. <laughs> Jenny's all focused. Jen, Jenny's brain's thinking like. Actually, right, my brain has been point. working a lot better. Have you noticed it since? Remember how I would fall asleep almost? Yeah. And I couldn't see. Are you taking I, naps now? No, I didn't take. I took. I've been taking iron. Iron. I had oh, iron for blood. Huh? Yeah, I've been taking iron and um. <laughs> So I stopped you, taking restasis for my eyes because I have that autoimmune. Just, no, I'm going to tell you my secret. Okay, you guys. Here. Oh, here we go. Now, if you have to have an open mind, there's a guy on TikTok. Okay. I have to find it. The time traveler? I, no. I don't know why I can't get into TikTok on this computer. I used to... We I had no problem doing that. I think I have to sign in. I have no idea what my... My sign is name, but um, he's a preacher dude. Okay, let me see if I can sign in. But don't make fun, and don't think I'm crazy. You're gonna spill the beans already? Come on. <laughs> because don't make fun of me. I mean, I've turned this volume down. It's too loud. You guys can't hear. Well, if we can't make so fun of you, then what's the point of being on here? <laughs> oh, it's too loud. I can't hear. Okay, how do I sign he's, in? Do he's, I he's use beating around the bush now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, I can't do it. This is too loud. Why don't you guys um, log in? You don't know how. What? Oh my God, I can't stand this guy. He's making too much noise. I wonder if I can log in with my Facebook page. You're losing us, Jen. You're losing us. What's the secret? We're getting lost. Can you you hear me? Yeah, Yeah, we we can hear you. you. So what's the secret? What's the secret? Okay, wait a minute. I want to see if I can. I log in. Okay. I'm getting gray hairs. I'm going to be silver like Sean here in a minute. 
postponing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah. Oh, forget about it. The hair's falling out now. Yep. All right, I won't do it then. Well, what's the secret? There's a guy. I hope this is good. He's a preacher, dude. Amen. Oh, I got in. Wait a minute. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and I'll show it to Should you. Should I just go make some snacks? Because by the time I get back, I can be wait a minute. I'm still waiting. Pizza rolls. Okay, I found it. Now, I'm not going to. I'm going to pause it. So I'll tell you first. Okay. There's, There's a preacher. preacher dude. His name is yeah. Michael Paul Order. That's his handle. Whatever you want to call it. Handle. He claims that he has the gift of healing in the Bible. Jesus Christ, even if he didn't, even if you didn't, he didn't come over you and say you're healed. If you, even if you touched his his garment, you would be healed. He's doing the same thing, but it was not with clothing or with his hands. He claims that if you look into this healing jar, he he prayed over. And he, it's really hard to explain. He believes that if you look and say this is a, this is a hill, I'll show you. If you look into this jar and ask for healing of something on your body that needs healing, it'll heal you. Okay. I did it. I went off for stasis. My eyes, I can see in I can, I have tears in them right now. I mean, it's not 100% better, but they're not all bloodshot. Uh, mm -hmm. I only put drops in maybe once a day. Okay. Uh, it, it can work for anything. So I want you to, I'm going to play this to you guys just for a few seconds. And if you do have anything wrong with you and you're healed, we want to know about it so we can probably have Don't this guy on the show. <laughs> I like to have him on the show if it's yeah. true. What? Should I go to my cupboard and look for a mason jar or what? Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Don't make fun yet. Do I we need a jar? Do we use that jar? No, you're going to use his jar. Can you okay. just look at it online? No, we're going to do it for a second. I want you to see. Don't make fun, Jason. Because I think it's true. I mean, I had some uh, health issues there, and I was on some pretty heavy meds for a while. Well, maybe it'll help you. Ready? Yep. Tell me if you can hear this. Heal people being set free. So I want. So if you've been on some of my lives lately, you've seen. Can you hear it? Yeah. Things with the jar, people getting healed, people being set free. So I want to give you that opportunity now from the Lord to do that. So all you need to do is just relax and look at the jar until the end so god bless you please tell me what happens below i'll talk a little bit more about it at the end if you make it that far please comment and let me know what happens in jesus name we'll just do this for a second how long is it um stay relaxed any sensation that you might feel just don't fight it just let it happen what's this dude's name Michael, what? Paul Order. I'll let you know in the morning. If, uh, and he has a whole bunch of them. And I'm telling you. Holy Spirit is working. I think this is tr this is for real. 
And if you go I'll back and read his stuff, if you go back and read his stuff, all his posts, his comments, every it seems like every single one of them. There's there's thousands of them. Could you please try to get him on the show so he can? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Jar? I'm gonna I'm gonna send him. And he uh, he just he uses other jars and other little. But the comments are what's really interesting. I mean, people and I I I feel a hundred percent better. I try to do it like once every couple days and at night when I can't sleep and that's what happened. I couldn't sleep and I fell upon his, his ministry, um, TikTok. And when I did it, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to have an open mind. And my, eye, I mean, if you saw my eyes in person, you said, Oh, Jenny, you don't have bloodshot eyes anymore. It's like, Oh my God. Don't be scared, but it's three minutes, but you can go back to, if you, you guys can do a screenshot and go look, um and try to do it fools for christ that's what it's called the fools for christ but i just wanted to share that with you but that's that's basically what i've been doing i just stared the crap out of that jar i'll let you know in the morning if my problem solved same it would be nice if it was but you can go if you want to do the whole three minutes you can go um um back on i'll send you the link yeah, send me the one, um, please. <clears throat> I want to get rid of I'll this. Share, I'll share. Yeah, I'll share. No, I mean, if it's true, I mean, why not? If you, and it's a power of prayer, meaning you believe it, you receive it. So if you believe it, you'll receive it. So I think it works. I mean, oh my God, I was so bad. I couldn't see. I'll be like this halfway through the show. I mean, I, I'm sure it has to do with iron too, but. When was the last time I could actually last couple of weeks actually I yeah it's been about two weeks that I've been doing this that I haven't been like huh oh, I gotta get out of here I'm so you know tired what? That, you right. know when you say that that is true I mean you have been more live livelier um you know you're not falling asleep on us yeah that's what I mean it's like I don't know if it has maybe you're anything... just a vampire since it's getting darker earlier no 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 Look at look at her face. Look how white she is. Like <laughs> seriously. Why? I, mean, I think I've taken. You need to suck the I'm blood not... of the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You a vampire team? I don't know, guys. Do they come out? <laughs> no, but I can't stand that new in- interview with the vampire. I turned it off. It's what, horrible. that new one? That new one? Yeah. I was very disappointed. I think they what they did to uh, Anne Rice's story. He shouldn't change the characters. Uh, if they couldn't get the real people on, then just don't do it. It just doesn't. I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm trying usually to find a the, new show. Usually the, the original ones are the best, you know. And oh, my God. I don't know. I've been watching. Felt, uh, the... You know, on that first one, I felt bad for that little girl, man. You know what I mean? You know, the one that, you know, she got bit. The one that wanted a mommy. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, so it just, I don't know. So in the the paranormal world of things, there's a uh, new location that uh, is beginning to bring teams in. And uh, 
It is called the Ross House. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Uh, no. Well, I got an investigation there coming up in the next Sweet. couple of weeks, and um, we'll probably be one of the first ones there because they just became kind of public. And believe it or not, it's located in Bel Air, Ohio, oh. which is not too far from the Bel Air House. Oh, I thought you were and... going to say the Blair Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cindy, uh, that's her name. She owns the place, and uh, she's real nice. And she, you know, was kind of telling us about the story and everything. You know, the house was built in 1895, and been through multiple families. There's been deaths in the house, um, and to this day, there's poltergeist activity, and that she actually has a few names. Now, I'm not. I'm, I kind of want to keep myself from too much information because I want to see what comes through right. and compare notes afterwards. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, but for all the paranormal groups that are listening, if you want to check this place out, it's in Bolero, Ohio. If you go to the rosshouse.org, um, you can make reservations and, you know, Cindy, she's more than accommodating and very nice. And, uh, you know, we're looking I'll, forward to it. it. It just came out, so this is this is exciting. This is really exciting. You should have a uh, medium. How far? How far is it from the Bel Air House? Do you know? I, as of right now, I'm not sure, but Bel Air's not that big, to right. my knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure, in, you know, how close or whatever. Uh, but you know, like I said, we'll find out. And you know, that's semi-local. You know, it's only about an hour away, hour yep. and a half from Pittsburgh. You know, I'm in Monongahela, you know, it's only about an hour from here. And, you know, anybody towards Ohio or more, a little more Sweet. west. So that's, that's going to be a... Uh, oh, Cindy says three blocks away. Three blocks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there, that solves that. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. Uh, good luck to you, dude. Good luck yeah, to you. Yeah, thanks. You know, hopefully we'll catch uh, some good evidence and yeah. you know, get, to, get to post some stuff and share some stuff and... You know, still going over some stuff from the Hinsdale house and, you know, hours upon there hours of video footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh. so that, that's coming up right after Halloween, so. Cool. Pumped up. It's cool. cool. It's cool. What are you doing, yeah, Sean? Anything? Uh, I spoke at, um, they had an oddities uh, convention up at um, Monroeville. Expo oddities mark. what do you mean it was a it was it's was all about witches man oh all you should have told me i would have went up um, not that i'm a witch or anything <laughs> then uh what's going on this sunday i have a brown table with drake bowman uh, at Oop. the penn hills library 4 30 to 6 30 oh that's neat um the 20- what's that all about I don't know. I don't even know what questions we were going to ask. I mean, he's just got like three or four of us, and we we're going to sit there at a round table and talk to people. You know, is it like an event? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Check it out. Um, don't know. All I know is I'm supposed to be there at four thirty Sunday. Is it the eighteenth? Something like uh, that. Um, this Sunday coming I- up. I grew up then in the twenty third. I'm going to be down there in in Shallow, and that's another place you should go check out, uh, Jason. What's that? This place down there in Shallow. It's called Tim's Secret Treasures. Okay. She uh, that's a you know every year I've been doing that for about the last ten years. 
and what she does is she has a party, um, has two psychics down there. Nice. And uh, I go in with uh, Shelly and another person, and we take a bunch of people out for a little mini ghost hunt for that. And then on the 29th, I'll be down to Marcos. Hmm, nice, nice. Yeah. Get some so. chicken wings. Oh, I yeah. had chicken wings for dinner. <laughs> They're good for you. Yeah, they, they are. Were good. Could you imagine how many chickens it makes it takes to make a wing night Dude. across the country? <laughs> Speaking of planets, man, there are so many damn chickens, chickens for everybody out there. They could have their own planet. You know what I mean? Honest uh, to God, yeah. where are Jenny they? Jenny must white? be too chicken to talk about chicken chicken wings because she left. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, that you know it, it, it's amazing. By just working in one at, at Shop and Save and, and was that John Eagle, all the chicken that we would get in just for that one store. Can you just imagine oh. all the grocery stores out there of all these chickens, man? Holy crap! Oh, then I remember you know wing nights of like Quaker steak and mm-hmm. you together with all your buddies and next thing you know you just between a couple of you you just ate a couple hundred chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, so, the country, what kind of sauce know. do you like with your wings dude uh, when, when anytime when i was in high school we'd go to quaker steak for wing night it was always the arizona ranch arizona ranch, absolute huh? favorite yes but huh. uh other than that i'm, I'm like a buffalo you know style okay okay i'm I'm not the only thing i'll go for is is like at um is it garlic salt um i like garlic garlic salt salt. online and uh what else uh barbecue but i like to eat them plain you know i'm not really big into the mess you know (laughs) yeah sometimes just the seasoned salt ones you know hit the spot you have an air fryer right yeah, yeah, it's I, excellent for that. Have you cooked chicken in it yet? Absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. I like. Do you think? Like, uh, do you think spirits might smell those wonderful chicken wings cooking in the air fryer and get hungry? I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You know, Jenny, welcome uh, back. Yeah. You Where'd you go? You were too was... chicken to talk about chicken. <laughs> no, I was trying to fix my stupid camera. I can't. What's wrong with it? We see you. We see you. You look good. Honest to Pete. You do. Ladies and gentlemen out there watching the show on YouTube or wherever, can you see Jenny? Can you see Tell us. I don't know. It must be because of, I don't know what cam- um, computer to look at. So why uh, just, have, just have one? Well, because the one is so tiny. It was a gaming computer my son gave me. Okay, you have a big one, right? No, I. It doesn't have Wi-Fi. This one does. I have. You get... I have a big monitor, and then I have a little tiny screen one. Oh my goodness! You know it's twenty twenty two, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so getting all tired the now. Technology brother. you could ever need is right at your her, fingertips. Her eyes on the are closed. The store. Her <laughs> eyes are closing. Look at that. Yep. Wake up. Uh, she needs she needs needs another blood bag for the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she has more color in her face what, next week, we'll know what that what, what do you prefer? O negative? A plus? B plus? What? What kind of blood do you like? 
Uh, I prefer. Oh, negative. Oh, negative. Those are the aliens. Those are the aliens, you know. People who have O negative are usually aliens, they say. I got O negative. We should ask John. (laughs) I got O negative. Yeah. Then you're an alien. uh, Speaking of blood, you know, I used to like give blood all the time and I have O negative. And one time I went to get blood and, and they told me that I couldn't. And I'm thinking, well, why not? Here, I was stationed in Holy Rock, Scotland from 1981 to 1983. Yeah. The mad cow disease came out in 1985. Yes. So, since I was there, they took it from 1981 to 1985. I could never give blood again. I mean... And I, I was kind of like hurt about that because I got so a So you negative. can never, we need some music no. for this. So you could I, never give blood again? No, yeah. Hey, did either of you ever hear about the uh, vampire crypt that's in a cemetery in Erie, Pennsylvania? No. I never heard of that, no. Well, some friends of mine over at uh, Soul Seekers, uh, they're going to check it out, I guh- guess, this week, this Saturday, and they're going to live stream it. Oh, sweet. It's, uh, 9 a.m. they're going. So I might have to check that out. So they I haven't think heard there's of a it. real like, hey, vampire crypt? Like, a vampire crypt in Erie? And the, and the like vampire lives in the crypt? I don't know. i got to get some more information. But yeah, I would. I am very curious. And uh, Jenny, if I see you there, I'll know, I'll know why. That's pretty cool. You know, it's only like two hours away. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Mark and I'm going to tell him to get you some bags of like uh, red pop and something. Uh, Kathleen. Oh, Kathleen Wilson. She says I've been up there to see that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just now hearing of it, and I'm pretty curious. So Kathleen, they think that there's a real vampire crypt yeah, in I'm this not, area. I'm, I'm not sure. Kathleen, what was it like? Pretty cool. So I can tell you there's a uh, there's a local cemetery that I've walked through a few times and there's this one like tomb off to the far back by itself that I remember before being a paranormal investigator just feeling the energy off this thing. It was just so dark and heavy. It even had gargoyles. Oh really? Like the pillars. Like, Where? This huge. crypt? No, I'm, no, this is a local cemetery. I've you know, we're talking about cre- creepy uh, oh, okay. and everything. And I remember walking, you know, I was walking through there and just the energy. And then you start hurting. It hurt. sounded like something was running through the trees at you. There was just, it was so you think really it was a weird. gargoyle? I don't know what was in that one. But it was <clears> well, gargoyles like are really creepy. I have them in my house. They're oh, supposed wow. to protect. They're supposed to protect them. So, Kathleen yeah. says yeah. there are legends of hellhounds. And the first time... She was up there. She saw a coyote and wondered if people ever saw them and thought they were hellhounds. Possibility, Kathleen. Very possible. What's a hellhound? <laughs> a dog no. from hell pretty much coming to get your soul. Yes. Right. The if best way make, to encounter if, them is to make a deal with the devil. Exactly. <laughs> you make a deal with the devil, and when your time's up, he sends the hellhounds to get your soul. Oh, yeah. That's a nice That is one story. thing I would not want to venture into. No. <laughs> Not at all. Especially all with you got to do is buy, get some wolf bane, 
B-A-N-E, and put it all around your doors, around your house. And where where do you get home. that at? The grocery store? <laughs> well, uh, probably some metaphysical store sells it. A so physical it. store or metaphysical the store? Metaphysical store is what your okay. music caught in the way of my speaking. No, it's not that loud. I think it's nice. It kind of gives a nice ambiance, you know, to the end of the show. It's creepy. Mm, it's really makes creepy. Makes me. Sounds so, like uh, underwater. It was late to do a alien bases under the water. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that think that there are alien bases underwater. I believe that. I'm one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a perfect way to hide. Look Those at are the ones energy. that go. Look at the energy that the water has in order for it to, like, you know, they like tap into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's a it's, it's a very good explanation where these all they where they all go. You know, they just scoop, they come in so high, then they go way down low into the water. So, so are you going to take your grandchildren trick or treating, or are you just are you going to do that? Who, me? They're too well, little. I don't have any grandchildren. I don't have any. <laughs> They're little. They're so little and so damn cute. My niece is a doll. I might I mean, not my niece. My granddaughter. <laughs> she's a sweetheart. She's so cute. I think she's a baby doll. We did Caddyshack theme the uh, first year of uh, Jet, his first Halloween, and we dressed him up as the gopher. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it. there's pictures of it and stuff. So it's yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you should go out, take them out, couple houses. That's all. Just think of or wait till the day after Halloween and go gobble up all the Halloween candy. It's fifty percent off. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like, what I yeah. used to do. Yeah. You know what? No, no crap. Right after Halloween, November first, you can put it on your calendar. We'll start putting Christmas candy out. Oh, there's already some Christmas crap up at some stores. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Not much, but it's like, are you, are you serious? Might as well never even take it down at this point. Uh, yeah. I think we're getting a shipment of Christmas candy, uh, like October 27th. Well, Where? Shop say. Did you ever wonder if the Christmas candy... What's uh, that? No, I was just thinking Wait, little, you're, you're not little, talking little, little. about Halloween. <laughs> did he, did you ever wonder all the candy that comes out for the holidays specifically? Did you ever wonder if the candy manufacturers just rebag all that crap for the next year <laughs> so it doesn't get wasted? Never thought of that one. Dude. No, it, it would be it would be all black. The chocolate would be yeah, all yeah, but all the preservatives up. and everything that you know lasts forever. No, you know what? Yeah. Chocolate does not last long. But the preservatives, mm -hmm. how do we even know it's real chocolate anymore? We don't. I'm not sure. Now, I'm real quick sure. question. What's your favorite candy? Mine's Reese's. Mm, I know what mine is. <laughs> uh, I'm torn between Twix and Reese's. Twix Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. Jenny? But I, I think Twix would take it for me, though. Oh, mine is Heat Bar. Ooh. Oh. I love Heat. <laughs> Might as well say candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> candy yeah. corn. No. You know what you do with candy corn? You get it and you throw it in the trash. That's the That's, best way to yeah. enjoy it. Yes, it is. Open the bag and toss it away. That is yeah. so gross. It's pitifully gross. 
I I like candy cord. Last like last year, I decorated my mantle. I forgot totally forgot about doing that. I think I'm gonna do that. I decorated my mantle with it. It was so pretty. I loved it. No, uh, you should go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts and get the uh, pumpkin signature oh. latte. Good lord, is that delicious? Bad for diabetics. I am not way. a pumpkin spice person at all. Take a pumpkin. look at this little angel. Isn't that oh the my sweetest God. little? Isn't that oh. the sweetest little picture? <laughs> I just How old is she now? A month? Uh, Two she is. She was born August. August 28th. I'll tell you this now. No, that's not right. No, she wasn't born August 28th. July 28th. Enjoy the silence of all the sleep now. Yes. (sighs) She's a sweetie pie. She looks like a doll. Talk about weird manifestation. My my son and daughter-in-law told me that they were going to have a baby. I went out and got a baby doll. One of those real newborn babies on Amazon had them. They look like newborn babies, and I swear to God, you put them side by side, they're the same. It's scary. Very scary. Very, very scary. Yeah, it's nice having babies. My my, uh, grandson, he's a doll baby, too. He's a cutie boy. He smiles uh, all the time. Start growing up and getting out of control, you can send them home. Look at Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. The bright side. Yeah. Mm. And don't make plans for Saturday night. Because you're going to end up babysitting because Mark and his wife are going to want to go out. You know what I mean? Enjoy. <laughs> and, you know, so. Uh, no, they they don't go out too much. Well, mm-hmm. when when the baby's a year old, two years old, they're going to be praying for you. Yeah? I will That'd say be, this. Be grandma I, daycare, I guess. Nah. You know what? I will, I will say this. Work. Uh, growing up, man, my mom, she was real strict with me and my brother. Couldn't do this, couldn't do that. I was really, really mad at her. And then I had my son. And I was like, oh, my God, Mom, you were right. You know. <laughs> Here, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. But well, we're going to the pumpkin patch this weekend. Oh, that's sweet. I'm meeting my other son in Robinson. We're going to go down there. There's a pumpkin patch down there somewhere. We used to have shrams up this way, and then they closed. Shrams. Yeah, shrams, pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, they closed. I'm looking forward to Halloween because that's just, I just, I wish it was on a weekend, though. It's on a, what, Monday, is it? Because our show's like not. That. Yeah, because our show's uh, November 1st. Oh. Mm. What day is November Old Souls Day? November Sean, 1st. Are you going to uh, go stock up on toilet paper for uh, Devil's Night? <laughs> nah. Eggs? Not at all. Nah. Are you going to go that... do trick or You're going to be doing that. You're too old to be doing that. <laughs> what, trick or treating? Yeah. No, Devil's Night. Oh, did you ever did you ever think that yeah, when liking... you were a kid or uh you know teenager and you know other teenagers are like oh i hate this person we're gonna go yeah. throw toilet paper all over our house we did and that eggs. well you're not hurting that other teenager you're, you're just making parents angry yeah because that's their house that's not the kid's yeah. house that's the parents house and they gotta deal well, with the mess well here's Listen. the deal the big thing um that i used to do is take a soap bar and soap windows we used Probably to do that did. too. Yeah. Did you get your squeegee out and help them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we when I was younger, we were we were 
tormenting this one house with this little weird boy that we t taunted. Nowadays, it would be calling it bullying. While we were decorating their trees out front, and they had the window open. <laughs> we're so stupid. We were bad. The guy comes out with a shotgun and starts chasing us down this hill. It was horrible. Oh my oh, god! Defend your that property. Was, we were saying. bad. We let. Oh, we were so bad. Castle we lit wall. bushes on fire. We were bad. Wow. I was wow. one of the bad kids. Hung out with my brothers and their friends. I was bad. <laughs> well, it yeah. is getting close to the witch guard. Yes, it is. What's on your show tonight, Sean? You know what? There's going to be a question and answer and whatever comes out of my mouth. You know. This should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are good. Um, but... Whatever comes in my brain, I just say it. I'll probably talk about tonight that dude with the with the jar man. That was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, you like can I go. Said, like I, I will said, let you know tomorrow if uh, my problem is healed. I I think I, I posted in the chat. Do it and go look at all his comments. And there's I mean there's a lot of videos, and I think it's for the real deal. Cool. And then try to get him on. That would be. I great. will. I will try. All That's right, cool. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Torture Tuesday. And next week, I don't know who we're going to have on the show, but I'm sure we'll have somebody. If not, we'll just sit back and talk about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's Sometimes okay. silence is a virtue. Yes. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Good night, find... everyone. Wait, I got to find my ending. Don't rush me, buddy. It's, this is, like, so hard to find anything. It's so, it's so cluttered. <laughs>